Happy Friday morning to you. I hope you're hungry. We have the Barbecue HQ show on right now with Andy Griffin and Troy Paul. We talk barbecue today with the owner of the Barbecue Pit Stop, Troy Paul. The Barbecue Pit Stop is located at 300 East, just behind Napa Auto Parts, just off the boulevard. You can call the Barbecue Pit Stop at 435-429-7174. And now it's time for the show. Here's Troy Paul and Andy Griffin. Yeah, great to be here talking about one of our favorite topics of all time. That's barbecue. And uh, man, we got a good cross-section last night of the different things you can barbecue and the different type of people that do the barbecuing. We had uh, the brisket class last night at the Barbecue Pit Stop. Turned out pretty good, huh, Troy? Yeah, yeah. I love brisket classes. They're our number one requested class from customers. Hmm. People are always asking when the next brisket class is because it's kind of a tricky one Yeah, and daunting for a lot of people. The you know really probably the first thing you do when you get a smoker, you do ribs. You, you, and and you know there's pretty pretty basic formula for ribs, and you can get them pretty good pretty quick. First couple of times, and you you got it kind of down to a science. Then you start doing stuff like chicken and turkey and and you know sausage whatever. And those you you develop your own style. But as far as brisket is concerned, it's again there's a science involved, but there's a lot of art and tweaking and adjusting when it comes to brisket. So I can see why the climbing mean, with the forty people or something last night there to watch the class. Oh yeah, and we had to turn turn people away that's always the one that people are asking and lining up at the door you know obviously weeks in advance to get into these classes but yeah when people come into our store all the time then they're buying a grill or you know whatever it is they're getting usually a smoker and then they always tell us oh yeah i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna cook this yeah sometimes it's rib but honestly probably the number one thing that people say they're gonna cook first is a brisket really and it's usually because they they don't understand what's entailed with the process. Oh, they, they just, they're just going to throw it on there. I huh? just know that I really like brisket, and so now I got a smoker, so I can go ahead and cook some brisket. Mm. And you know, I had usually ask a few questions about their experience with cooking, and and if they don't have much experience, I always tell them to pump the brakes a little bit. Mm, good <laughs> so idea. Now you want to cook a brisket? That's definitely something that's going to be in your radar. However. I want to get you set up with a few successful cooks first. Yeah. And you know, not that somebody can't be successful with a brisket the first time they're cooking it, but it just if you're looking at a scale of meats that are um, easy to hard um, mm-hmm. on a cooking scale, then brisket's going to be right around the top, yeah. right around the top on one of the hardest ones to cook because it's so different. It's so unpredictable um, depending on which one you get. And, and you can absolutely work on it and start to hammer it down but even when we're somebody with high voltage and Cade was saying he's cooked probably thousands of these mm-hmm. briskets now then sometimes it'll still surprise you and he was surprised by the cooks that he did yesterday yeah. they were delicious but it surprised him on how long it took and some of the some of those things there he uh, he actually said, I, "I believe me, I've screwed up my share mm-hmm. of briskets, and uh, and and he has." But and the thing to 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 remember is, uh, no matter how good you are at at doing this, at smoking things, every piece of meat is just a little bit different. Uh, you can have a really thin flat, and that cooks really fast, and you've got to adjust and figure out how to work for that. Uh, it, it was uh, it was a fascinating class. We should go over probably what happened in the mm-hmm. class last night a little bit I agree. and talk about it. I do want to uh, do want to again mention Barbecue Pit Stop is located uh, pretty much downtown, about 300 east on the north side of the boulevard behind Napa Auto Parts. Uh, 
the amount of uh, different products available at bar- Barbecue Pit Stop is almost mind-blowing. Uh, you've mm. you've yeah. got uh, hundreds of rubs. Uh, I'm a sauce guy. You have just about every kind of sauce under the sun. And I think one of the things you said last night as you were introducing the class was, uh, here's the thing, folks. Uh, if it's not good, it, it's not here. We, we we personally try every single rub, every single sauce, and if it, do, it not even good, it has to be really good because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff there's out there. There's so much good stuff. It yeah. has to be almost next level for you to even consider it. Yeah, and and that's not to say that there's not products out there that are amazing mm-hmm. that we don't carry. There, I'm sure there are, but mm-hmm. there's just so many yeah. that are out there. And so what we're trying to do is collect the favorites um, and stuff that's winning in the competition world and the stuff that we get requested most often. And and then you water that down to only about 290 different rubs. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you come in and, and people are just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start because I want a brisket rub, but I see about 13 different brisket rubs. And yeah. and then there's combinations of rubs. And, and I, I got to tell you, that's the best part about barbecue for me. Experimenting. Huh? It's just trying different things and uh, and starting to narrow it down and finding out what you like to cook. And, uh, you know, as I've been cooking for a while, I start to know a little bit what my flavor preferences are. I know what my families are. And then the people that I'm around often, you know, and I've had the chance to barbecue with you a little bit, Andy. And, yeah. I, and I know a little bit about what your flavor preferences are and mm-hmm. so um, and then cooking accordingly, it's, it's just so much fun. It really, it really is. And, and, uh, to add to that, I like to, uh, throw in the different combinations of sauces after the cook is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know there are some people who, who smoke meat who say, Hey, I don't, I don't want my meat to be a sauce delivery system. But having said that, I, 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 I mean, I've tried some really unique and different sauces uh, and and i love experimenting with those too troy i think it's just mm-hmm. a lot of fun we had a chance i know you carry at barbecue pit stop hay grill hay products from mm-hmm. uh, todd uh, bullock was actually there from hay grill hay last night and uh, he has this uh, sauce that basically it's designed to go on brisket and it was it was phenomenal yeah yeah it's it's a really good sauce and uh, I'm like you. I actually like less sauce than you do. Yeah, and that's fine because there's different preferences, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. And when it comes to beef and brisket, I don't like sauce no on sauce my brisket, hmm. especially if it's an amazing brisket like what we had. Like what we had what twelve hours ago. <laughs> exactly. And so there's there's that. However, when you just okay, you know, Todd, I'll, I'll give it a try. And you dip it in there and you think, man, that's not bad either. That's not bad either. And so, yeah, there's, you got trying new things. And if you think that you know it all, then you're in a bad place. That's not where you want to be. You always want to be ready to learn more and ready to try new things. And so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just talk about the class last night a little bit. Uh, You started off, you let Kyle, your young protege there at the barbecue pit stop, uh, teach for a little while about smoked cornbread. Now, he's kind of like me. He likes his cornbread sweet. And in this particular instance, he sweetened it up. He put brown sugar and and, uh, and cinnamon in it. And then he glazed the top with a kind of a brown sugar mix. And uh, it was pretty much cake is what what it was. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's fun. And and the main goal of that cornbread that that we had Kyle um, discuss last night was to get people to think differently. And a lot of times when you think cornbread, it's just going in the oven. Yeah. And we're trying to get people to think about moving some of the things that they're normally cooking in their oven outside to their grill or smoker. And uh, all of a sudden, you just add a different flavor layer mm-hmm. in there. And cornbread takes so well to smoke, and it just gives it, I think, all of a sudden, you're at next level um, with your with your cornbread or whatever it is. I mean, we're, we're talking like lasagna or yeah. breadsticks or, or pizza. A lot of people love to do pizza on Done there. Pizza, yeah. And to start times. to do these things outside on, on your smoker, on your on your pellet grill if you have one of those. And, it, man, it's it's so much fun. So that's the idea behind the cornbread. It was good, but it wasn't, you know, like this whole new brand-new recipe. You took most of the recipe right off the back of the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, threw in a couple of things. threw in some honey and, and uh, yeah. But he did a nice job. It was kind of ironic. He said we're thinking, getting people to think outside of the box, and yet he made it from a box. Oh, I see that, uh, yeah. But, but, but it still turned out actually <laughs> – Really good. Uh, that was followed by uh, you took over for a little while and gave us a, a lesson on chicken wings, and we've talked about it before in this class. But yeah, I, I, I want I'll have you talk about it. But I want to mention the the finisher for you, uh, that garlic parmesan powder that you you had me put on my wing there at the at the end was uh, actually wings. I had two of them. Was uh, phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. No. It's. Once again, the product that we carry is just—it's just good stuff, mm-hmm. and it, it makes average cooks look like really good cooks. And yeah. and so the wings for me, um, I love to cook them. It's one of my favorite things to put on the grill. Um, I think they're just delicious. One, but two, the problems that people have with smoked wings, and a lot of people will throw them out on their grill, they throw them on the Traeger or whatever it is, and. By the time they're done with it, it tastes good. You got a good smoky flavor. But. The the texture is often just difficult. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with chicken, and you have the skin on there. And the skin, if it's cooked at a low temperature, which is how you're usually smoking, right. uh, to get that smoke flavor, then your texture turns almost like rubbery. No, that's it's, not good. It's just hard to chew through. Yeah. And while the flavor's spot on, then... You know, you have a little bit less desirable um, bite to get through it. Mm-hmm. And so the best bite as far as texture is going to be crispy, right? You want a crispy wing that's going to, you can break right through that skin and it's yeah, almost like yeah. a crunchy, um, not burn, but a crunchy type of a texture there. That's the texture that you're really looking for. So I'm confused. You said we want to smoke it, we want that flavor, but it's going to make it rubbery. What do we do then, Troy? Well, it takes a little bit of extra effort if you want to go this route. Okay. Um, but basically, we call them a smoke-a-fried. Smoke-a-fried wings. <laughs> Somebody should trademark that. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I think I actually stole that. I have to be honest. That was, that was uh, Matt Pittman, Meat Church's uh, terminology they used there. And I've seen a few of these recipes. Hey, Girl Hey even has some smoked-fried um, wings that, that she does. And... And so I took kind of my favorites, and you know, when I'm making my recipes, then I'm I'm usually looking to see what's out there, and then I was like, oh, I like that idea, and well, mm-hmm. I like that idea. Mm, that's not how I do it, but how I did it in the class was I basically threw um, all the wings inside of a like a gallon size Ziploc bag, 
and I added some cornstarch. Okay. Um, cornstarch uh, does a few different things. It pulls the water out, and it also, um, when you cook, then that's going to crisp up a little bit better, the cornstarch. And so I put them in a gallon bag, and I just shake them up to get it a good coating, okay. take them out of that bag, and then I put on just an all-purpose seasoning. Yeah. I'm just looking salt pepper, garlicky type of seasoning. There's a million of them that are out there. We sell some great ones. My favorite is what I used in the class, and that was called the Climax AP Rub mm-hmm. by Hottie Toddy. It's a phenomenal rub. And phenomenal. By the, by the way, great name, too. <laughs> yes. Hottie Toddy Climax AP Rub. Got it. Got it, yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, put it on your steak. It's killer, but uh, great seasoning for wings. And so I just have this general... Um, seasoning on the wings, and then I throw them in the smoker at about 225 degrees is my smoker temperature. I let them sit there for about an hour. I'm looking for a target temperature of about 125, as long as they're past about 100, and then uh, I, don't, I don't like to take them past 145, but really that gives you some good flexibility. And what I want, though, is I go ahead. I was just saying, the reason that that's still safe is you're going to do a little bit more cooking yeah, here. Yeah, there's, there's more to come. Yeah. Um, chicken needs to be at 165 to be safe to eat. Um, but I'm just going through the first part of my cooking process right now. Okay. Um, and this is the smoke flavor portion. And then the fry portion is, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, the three basic ways to crank up the heat and get a nice crispy skin is one to do that just turn the heat up on your smoker grill whatever it is and put them on there at the highest heat that they can go maybe that's 450 500 maybe you put it on your gas grill and finish those off and let them crisp up that's probably the easiest way sure and it's a very good way um so you get the smoke flavor and then you're going to crisp it up there Another way is if you have, like, an air fryer at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to go. So you get all the smoke flavor, and then um, once they get to 125-ish degrees internal temperature, then you'll move it over to your air fryer there and finish it off um, in the air fryer. And the the last one and my favorite method, although sometimes a little bit more work, a little bit messier, is to actually fry them, deep fry them. And, and some oil. And you had a cool setup yesterday. I think it was a camp chef, right, where you mm-hmm. had a smoker, and then you had kind of a side side grill as part of the smoke, the camp chef smoker that had the well, traditional camp chef burner. And you mm-hmm. put your oil in a pan right there in the burner next to the smoker. Yeah, they've got such a cool setup. Camp chef is basically a modular system where you have your smoker, which is really cool, functional, versatile, but then you have an option of a what they call a sidekick, mm-hmm. and it, it's one of it's basically a camp chef grill like you say that's got a um a propane burner on it and it's so versatile so yeah i smoke them on one side and then i throw them on the sidekick and let them um you know sit in that nice oil bath for a little bit not very long right it's it really is a couple of minutes at and, and i want my oil temperature to be between 350 and 400 degrees okay is what i'm shooting for and if i've just and if I can just keep it right in that um, that target temperature, that's right where I want it to be. You can't, you don't want to go too hot on the oil; it'll burn up real quick and not cook the inside like you need them to. So that's a great temperature for frying. 
And then what I'm looking for at this point is the internal temperature of my meat, the, my wings, to hit 175. Okay. That's my target temperature. As long as you're past 165, you're fine. Wings are a lot more forgiving, though, and so you can take those to 175. You can take them to 185, really, and they're still going to be good. You don't want to over-crisp them in right. the fryer. But if you got that smoke flavor and then you're going to crisp them up with any of those methods, shooting for that internal temp of about 175, I'm telling you what, those wings are going to be they were. just ready to go. They were. And they the, were good. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. The, the, then, then you, the fun part is really after all that, then you get to decide how you want to finish them. Yeah. And my favorite, which I told everybody, is I like to put some buffalo sauce on there. And you can dip them in whatever your favorite buffalo sauce, and you can make your own. Um, you can use a different sauce. You can use, just use a barbecue sauce. You, you pick your thing, and then finish them off with some of that wing dust, that garlic parm. That's so good. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's good on everything. It, it got. I was. Just, I was going to say it got me while I was having my wing with the garlic parm sauce. I'm like, okay, what else can I put this this powder on? I mean, gar- garlic uh, powder. I'm like, what else can I put this on? And I started imagining and think, okay. French fries. Yes, yeah, potato mm. tots. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we spent a lot of time on the wings. We should spend a few minutes on the brisket. It was cool to have Cade Boardman there, high-voltage barbecue. Mm. Uh, Cade uh, was nervous but did a really good job, especially once he settled into it. Because you could tell he was so good at what he does that once he started doing his thing, he settled right in. And did a great job. Yeah, I just don't know of anybody in the area that that makes a better brisket. And really probably that's cooked as many briskets right. um, as he does. That uh, he just, And it's, it's not just this business for him. It's this almost labor of love where he puts the time into making sure that every brisket that he cooks is going to be muy delicioso. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And they are. Mui, mui, mui. And I don't know if that's really a word or not, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Um, so um, the the process he goes through, and I mean, this is why you come to these classes, because you can see it, um, have him show you how he um, cuts and sculpts that brisket in the trimming process. And it's worth mentioning, he has done literally thousands of them because he has a business. And when he when he does a regular smoke, he'll do 20 to 30 briskets mm-hmm. uh, every weekend. And and when you when you add all those up, nine years he's been doing this, you go, okay, that's a lot of brisket. So this guy really, it's not that he's, uh, I'm pretty good at this. It's this, I do this all the time. Yeah, yeah, just perfect. And a lot of people do this all the time, and they still make average brisket. Right. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta say that that there's a lot of restaurants or you know semi-professional whatever that do it, and, and their brisket's okay. Um, there's a place down in Vegas, John, John Moles, uh, their brisket was just not good. It wasn't that great. Yeah, and they make a lot of money on their brisket too. Yeah, and there's, I mean, and that's one of the better ones. You didn't even go to the places that have you know four point two stars or whatever. <laughs> I'll, right. tell, I'll tell you, High Voltage Barbecue in Katy is a five star type of a place yeah their brisket is right right it's, up there with with our trip to texas with it's texas. right there yep. yeah um, best best brisket outside of texas that um that i maybe had it, it was really good and so if you ever want to go to see Cade, um you can jump on facebook instagram high voltage barbecue um look him up you, you kind of have to follow him around in his little food truck that he has every weekend yeah. i think he's going to be in para one at the chevron station this 
Saturday. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. Wow. He, he's been avoiding uh, St. George for the last couple of months. I, I have no idea why. Oh, wait, it's been 110 here. But uh, yeah, he'll, be, he'll be back when it cools down just a little. Can't take the heat. Get out of the St. George or whatever. <laughs> well, so. he, he literally said that inside of his trailer when they're working on a Saturday, if it's 80, 85 degrees outside, it's still 100 and something inside the trailer. Now imagine putting that here in St. George. and it's just an oven. Yeah. yeah. So, but one of the things he did, I really liked, he showed us how to trim a brisket, you know, the right amount of fat still left in it and stuff. And then once he got a basic trim, he said, all right, this is how it is now. He said, if you're going for presentation more than anything else, or not more than it, but as part of it, and then he trimmed the brisket down so it had two perfectly rounded ends. It looked, I mean, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. Yeah, there's so much you can do with them. To it's all about airflow, and depending on your cooker, especially. But you, you always want a brisket that doesn't have hard, sharp edges or loose edges. Um, those will uh, those will dry out a yeah. lot quicker, and so you yeah. want to make it a nice curvature. You, I mean, just think of almost like an automobile with wind resistance. Oh, you, yeah. you want that same kind of airflow to go over your brisket that you'd want over a sports car, kind of a thing, and. And if, if you're kind of thinking about that in mind, then um, that's that's a good goal. One of the other things that uh, he talked about was, uh, I mean, you and I were talking about flavor experimentation and stuff, but with the brisket, really the simpler the better. Uh, when you when you want to create that bark, that crust, you don't want to overdo it and try to get too cute. Yeah, and I think a lot of this does depend on the cooker that you're using. Mm-hmm. He has the you know a big what's well, called a reverse off offset. Um, cooking it, you know, it's a 250 gallon, whatever stick burner, yeah, yeah. stick burner that he has. <laughs> and so the fuel source that he's using will impart probably additional flavor, yeah. um, which I think makes it a lot easier to use like this salt and pepper formula for, for your rub. And that's what he uses salt and pepper. Yeah, There's no it. frills and that's, that, that's central Texas style. It's incredible with just those two I, ingredients. I was just going to say, but th- make no mistake, folks. He's only using salt and pepper. It was it was a taste explosion last night was, when we finally got to try that it's brisket. It's incredible. Yeah. If you're using a pellet cooker, then you're not going to be able to have the same type of experience. And that's not knocking on pellet cookers because most people don't want to sit out and be up all night. Which is what you have to do. If you which have is what you have to do. Yeah. And so to get some great flavor, then you've got a pellet cooker. And I think that it's nice to add a little extra seasoning on at that point mm-hmm. for me personally. When I'm, when I'm using um, my pellet cooker, we've got all these awesome brisket rubs that I think help enhance um, the flavor for it, especially when you're using pellet cookers like most of us are doing. Yeah. And uh, don't forget the sauce if you're a sauce person. I like sauce. I like the fruity sauces, you know, like <laughs> a little blackberry or, or apricot or apple or whatever. Uh, but uh, whatever your flavor preference is, and that's one thing we love so much about barbecue is make it your own style. Come into the barbecue pit stop. We'll uh, we'll walk you right through whatever it is that you want to cook. Say, I want to cook brisket. I want to do wings. I want to do sausage or whatever it is, and we'll talk you right through how to make it amazing for you. 
down to the last minute, Troy. One thing I did want to mention was a, a great class last, last night, really great cross-section of people. You had guys that were uh, pretty old, guys that were kind of old like me, uh, a, a bunch of younger guys there, some uh, females as well as I was. It was probably mostly male, but there were some women there as well. It was a, a lot of fun to see how many people really love barbecue. It's one of the best parts about barbecue is there's no real boundaries or barriers anybody can be friends in barbecue it's about good people good food and sharing that experience together he's troy paul from the barbecue pit stop located about 300 east behind napa auto parts on the north side of the boulevard troy love your store love what you do man thanks sandy appreciate you so 859 on kdx you the andy griffin show is coming up right after this timeout